Welcome to the City Place Church Podcast. My name is Josiah Williams, and here is my challenge for you. As you're listening to the message, I challenge you to remove as many distractions as possible, to write out a few notes and things that stand out to you, and afterwards, share what you've learned on one of your social media outlets. We level up by giving a level 10. Thanks again, and enjoy the message. Well, hey, everybody, my name is Damon, and I want to welcome you this morning to City Place Church online on behalf of my wife, Taisha, and everyone here at City Place Church. Welcome today. Now, listen, you're going to want to download today's message notes at cityplacechurch.com backslash notes. We're going to be diving in and uh, just having a little bit of fun. Going to cast a little vision uh, this morning for the next few months. Uh, I hope your heart is stirred and you're getting excited where you are. Let me give a shout out to uh, the dream team that serves in our production area to make sure that every single week uh, you get a chance to to watch and and worship with us online. So shout out to everyone that is uh, posting message notes and uh, greeting online and also the production side of things that allows this service to take place online. Shout out to you. Now, listen, do me a favor. Uh, As you're watching, uh, someone around you underneath your influence also needs to be encouraged in the Word of God. And so I want to encourage you right now to like and share today's message, no matter where you're watching, Facebook or YouTube. It's going to be a good Sunday morning. In our service today, uh, we're going to lean into God's Word, and we're also going to uh, worship God through our giving. Uh, You'll find information uh, during our service on our screen but also a way for you to connect with City Place Church and uh, worship the Lord through your giving. Also, if you're here for the very first time, uh, fill out a virtual connect card, cityplacechurch.com backslash card, or you can text the word City Place to 94000. It will be our honor to come around you and to welcome you today or to pray with you uh, for any prayer requests that you may have. Well, I'm getting ready to step aside. There's a couple of things happening in the life of our church that allows us to be generous uh, and impact our community, but also some things that allow you uh, to enjoy service as well. So check these out. I'll come right back and we'll jump right into God's word today. Welcome to City Place Church. Awesome, awesome. So hey, for every person that has a story of what God has done for you in this year, listen, Josiah wants to sit down and have a conversation with you. There's nothing like hearing God do something for someone else so that it can build your faith. And so uh, if you want to share those stories, make sure that you come and be a part of our in-person service uh, next Sunday. We would love to hear uh, what God is doing in your life. Don't worry, we're not going to have you come up on a microphone. We're actually going to record it and uh, allow your testimony to be shown uh, during one of our services. Also, take advantage of being up, having an opportunity to be a part of Operation Christmas Child this year. If you have your Bibles, we're going to go to 2 Corinthians chapter 9, but Uh, As I get older, one of the things that I am constantly learning and growing in is the fact that God is so strategic and God is really intentional. Uh, The older I get, the more appreciative I am of God and his sovereignty, God and his uh, love for me personally. I don't know if you feel like that, but I as I grow older, I'm, I'm seeing that the hand of God has always been present and his grace really is with me in every aspect of life. And it's found throughout scripture as well that God is always intentional and he has really good intentions. 
Like in Matthew chapter 9, Jesus is sitting down and he's been teaching. And the Bible says that there's some kids that want to come and see Jesus so that they can, you know, he can have, you know, put his hand on them and bless them. And the Bible says that they run over and the disciples say, no, you can't mess with Jesus. And Jesus says, stop. Like, no, they can. Like, we, I want to spend time with them. And so Jesus is real intentional as it relates to even his interaction with kids. So his, his ministry wasn't just to adults. It was, it was to the kids. And then the Bible says in Romans chapter 8 that God didn't spare his own son, but delivered him up for us so that we can experience the free things that he gives us. Romans chapter 5 verse 8 said God demonstrates his love towards us that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. So God in all of his intentionality uh, said that I'm going to show my love for them in every situation. Even when they're distant from me, I'm going to show love. And I just kept thinking about how intentional the father is. So if you're taking notes, I want you to just write this down. Because this is where we're going to be going. I'm, I'm excited because it's November. Hopefully you enjoyed that extra hour of sleep today. And, and, and I'm excited about the season because November and December is filled with hope. But for some people, it can also be filled with sadness. And I thought, what would it be like if City Place Church could be hope dealers? And so write this down. God is intentionally generous. God is intentionally generous. I looked at the word generous just in a regular dictionary, and it says this. To be generous means to show a readiness to give more of something than is strictly necessary or expected. Like, like to give more than what's expected or necessary. And I kept thinking God is intentionally generous. And it got me thinking about City Place and what would it look like if we were intentionally generous? During the month of November, during the month of December, what would it be like if we were intentionally generous? Like we, we did more than was necessary or expected. We gave more love. We gave more peace. We gave more grace. We gave more air hugs. We gave more encouragement. We gave more smiles. We gave more joy. We gave more of Jesus. We were financially generous. We were giving more intentionally. And so this morning, I want to announce that at City Place Church, we're entering into a season in November and December where we'll be intentionally generous, where we will be giving hope. Can somebody say yes? Like thinking about the intentionality of the father and him loving us even while we were distant, I can't help but think about how can we reflect Jesus in a more intentional way so that someone else can experience hope. And so again, if you're hopping on here for the very first time, my name is Damon. Welcome. Please like and uh, share today's message. You can download today's message notes at cityplacechurch.com. So my, my, my focus today is I'm going to do several things. One, I'm going to give us a scripture that we're going to read in 2 Corinthians chapter 9. I'm going to throw three questions that allow us to focus our intentional generosity in our church, in your home, in your life. And then I'm going to give you 
four things that we're going to focus on during the winter season. Is that all right? Come on. Is that all right? So, so let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 9. 2 Corinthians chapter 9. We're going to read a little bit. I'm going to jump in and out of Scripture so that we can have an understanding of the context. And then we'll, we'll take some notes. Here we go. Verse 6, it says this, Remember this, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. And whoever sows generously, remember that definition, beyond what's necessary, will also reap beyond what's necessary generously. Each of you should give what you have decided. Somebody say decided. What you have decided in your heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for the Lord loves a cheerful, exciting giver. And God is able to bless you abundantly so that in all things, somebody say all things, at all times, somebody say all times, having all you need, you will abound in every good work. So literally Paul is saying, listen, the pressure be removed as you're intentionally given. Okay, just, just remove the pressure. God wants to bless you abundantly. So let's keep going. Verse nine, as it is written, they have freely scattered their gifts to the poor. Their righteousness endures forever. Now he, this is God, who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will also supply and increase your store of seed and will enlarge the harvest of your righteousness. You will be enriched in every way so that you can be generous on every occasion. And through us, your generosity will result in thanksgiving to God. Verse 12, this service that you perform is not only supplying the needs of the Lord's people, but it's also overflowing in many expressions of thanks to God. Let's pray. Father, we love you today. Thank you that we get to come around your word. We get to engage with you. And Father, as we lean into your word, we ask that you speak to us. Last week, God, we, we learned that we shouldn't fear not and that we needed to just get our butts out of the way because you called us to never be scared. We've been learning, God, how to See your perspective on kingdom finances so that we can live in hope and not be ruled by debt. Now, Father, as we enter into this season of intentional generosity at our church, we pray that we get your heart. In Jesus' name, speak to us, Holy Spirit, and encourage us and get us excited for what you have to say. Amen. In the context of this scripture, in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, Paul has been traveling to different places and they've been planting churches and other people have been seeing the church grow and miracles happen. And in verse, in chapter eight, Paul is encouraging Timothy and he's encouraging uh, the people in there. He's saying, listen, uh, your generosity makes an impact beyond what you can imagine. And he starts telling all of the things that's happening in the church of Jesus Christ, not just the local church, but in the church of Jesus Christ. And when we get to Second uh, uh, Corinthians chapter nine, he's actually writing to a group of people in Acacia. And he says this, he says, listen, your generosity is causing the people in Macedonia to grow in enthusiasm about seeing the gospel advance. And he says, now I'm sending some people to you and in that generous heart, I want you to stay focused. I want you to be excited about the work of ministry because what you sow sparingly, you reap sparingly. What you sow generously, you reap generously. And God loves the fact that your heart is cheerful. And so this morning, 
as we jump into intentional generosity so that we can see the hope of God and the hope of Jesus lived out in other people's lives. I just want to slow walk through 2 Corinthians now because we started off reading at verse 6. And when you read in verse 6, there's this dialogue that Paul downloads from God where he literally says this. He says, as you give, you decide. Like, be intentional. You decide what to give the Father from your own heart. And then he says, like, don't give grudgingly or out of necessity, but just like, be intentional. He says, there's no pressure. There's no pressure. Just focus on the intent and the intentionality and the joy that comes from being generous. And so I wrote this down. God doesn't want us guilty. He wants us responsible. When it comes to generosity, when it comes to giving more than what's necessary or expected, but that we purpose in our heart, it's like that's the joy of it. We don't have to look at it grudgingly. It's, it's the joy of doing it. And so God wants us to not in any way feel guilty, but he wants us to be responsible for the things that he gives us stewardship over. The second thing I wrote down is that God blesses you with more so that you can be a blessing. He blesses you with more than you need so that you can be a blessing. First Timothy chapter six, Paul is talking to Timothy and he's just kind of mentoring him. And he says this, command those who are rich in this present world to do good, to be rich in good deeds and to be generous and willing to share. Now, the context is, is that the word rich could mean financially, yes. But it could mean, uh, it also means kind of the overflow of abundance of the resources that God placed in you. Some of you have such joyful personality that it overflows in your life. And so if you have that, you have to be willing to share. Some of you have great leadership skills and great teachability and, and, and great grace and whatever it may be. It's God gives you more than what we have so that we can be generous and a blessing to someone else. Are you with me so far? We're, we're just kind of walking through. And so our giving has to be, and our generosity has to be intentional. And so when we get to 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 6, it says, whoever sows sparingly will reap sparingly. Whoever sows generously will reap generously. Each of you should give as you've decided in your heart, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for the Lord loves a cheerful giver, Watch this. If we don't sow, it won't grow. If we don't sow, it won't grow because if you sow sparingly, you reap sparingly. If you sow uh, generously, it, you reap generously. So it, no matter what we sow, it will grow. But if we don't sow, it will never grow. And what I love about 2 Corinthians chapter 9 is that God actually gives us specific seed just for sowing. And God gives us specific seed or specific bread for eating. Because in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 9, it says this. As it is written, they have freely scattered their gifts to the poor. Their righteousness endures forever. Watch verse 10. Now he, God, who supplies seed to the sower and bread for the eater 
will also supply and increase your store of seed. So when you look at 2 Corinthians chapter 9, here's what Paul says. Paul says, listen, I want to make sure that you understand the context of generosity. The giving of what is not necessary, but it's more than what people would expect. Paul says, listen, God is so strategic and God is so intentional that he gives you literally seed to sow and he gives you bread to eat. Are you with me? So watch. God literally in all of his intentionality gives you and me specific seed to sow, which is more than what we have, even though we think we may not have enough to give. God has literally labeled X in your life to give away, to sow, to be intentional about. And then God has given you X that's for you. Let me say it again. God has given you seed that he has labeled for Johnny, for Samantha, for Damon to sow. This is the father's design for Damon or for you or for City Place to sow this in an intentionally generous way. Then God says, I have given you this to supply everything you need. So there is seed to sow and bread for us to eat, to meet our needs, to, 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 to fund and to resource the thing that God has given us responsibility over. So there's seed to sow and then there's bread to eat. So God literally gives you and me specific intentional seed just for sowing and specific intentional bread just for you. This is to give, to be generous. This is for me to enjoy or to resource or whatever it is as God sees fit for me and my family. So God intentionally, so God's intentional seed should never impact God's bread for your life. Are you with me? So God intentional seed will not impact your bread, your supply for you. God has an intentionally given you this to sow. That's what Paul says. But then he goes on and he says this. He says, now, just so you know, God will also supply and increase your store of seed and will enlarge your harvest. So literally, God increases and grows the seed you sow based on you not eating the seed, but sowing the seed. So watch now. God gives you specific seed. He gives you specific bread for your family. The seeds I sow, the bread you and your family live on, this is what causes your home to function. He says, you sow this seed, it grows. God increases the amount of seed, the, the, the amount of intentional generosity for you, but then at the same time, he gives you harvest of that seed, which then increases your own bread. It's so, it's so, I hope this makes sense. Let me break it down. God gives you something to sow, to give in a generous way. There is literally a harvest that God gives you that goes into your enjoyment, but it's also to increase your ability to be intentionally generous. Let's keep going. Then he says this in verse, he says this in verse 11. I love this. Oh, I'm sorry. He says, and he will enlarge your harvest. 
I wrote this down. Intentional seeds provided by the Father produce an intentional harvest. See, when you and I are intentionally generous and we say, God, this is the seed that you've given me, you sow that seed, God says, I will also give you an intentional harvest. And like Paul said, it enriches your life. Look at verse 11. He says, and you will be enriched in every way, personal, spiritual, financial, with no restraints so that you can be generous on every occasion. Like, so it starts off with God gives you seed to sow. There's bread for you. So I give this away. God allows me to keep this and steward this in my home. I'm faithful with releasing it and being generous. God says they can handle more. God gives you a harvest that you can grow in the enrichment of your own life. God says their life is growing. I'm also going to enhance what they can sow. So God enhances what I can sow while he's enhancing my life based on my initial ability to realize this is seed to sow. This is bread to eat. But sometimes, I don't know about you, I've been guilty of chewing on the seed, thinking that it was my bread versus realizing, go, okay, wait a second, God, this is just for me to be generous with. See, God is really intentional because he sets in our life the little something extra, the overflow of our life to give into a place where someone else can experience hope and life. The same thing you and I experience. You might say, but, but Damon, I'm, I'm not overflowing. I, I, I want to challenge you that there are areas in your life that if we look from kingdom perspective, we are overflowing. If you were to be supplanted in another country, I think we would, that, that didn't have what the United States have, I think we would realize that God has positioned us in a place of overflow. So it just takes God revealed to me what you see. So I wrote this down. God's intentional seed produces an intentional harvest that enriches your life and my life. So instead of my generosity being situational, God positions us to be intentionally responsive on every occasion. Paul says God wants to be so intentional with you that as you are intentional with your God will increase the seed you sow, the enrichment of your personal life, so that as you grow and you walk in the harvest that God has for you, he increases you so much so to where your seed doesn't feel occasional, it now becomes at every occasion. So that you walk into a place and there's a place that needs leadership and you know that God has positioned you with an overflow of leadership because you've been sowing that seed when no one was looking around and you said, oh, I'll volunteer here and I'll give my, my leadership time here or I'll coach this team here or I'll encourage here or I'll give this offering here or I'll invest in this community project here and God just continually adds your life and he's increasing your life and he's growing your life and the next thing you know, you look around and you say that, man, God, I could literally respond whenever necessary, if you were to instruct me. Like God says, I want to increase your, your life so much that when you look around, you 
will never be confined to whether you can be intentionally generous or not. So the question is, and it's found in this text is, so how do we decide? How will we know when it's time to sow from the seed that God has already designed for us? And how do we know whether it's the bread? Here's just a couple of questions, and this is where I get a chance to cast a little bit of vision for what we're going to do here at City Place Church. So how do we decide? Paul gives us this, this great glimpse into how do we decide because his audience is to a group of people who are already generous and they're pushing the work of ministry forward. They're, 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 they're believing that the gospel needs to reach every single person in their community. And so the first question is, is, is a relational question. The first qu- question is a relational question. There's three questions that we're going to ask. The first one is relational. Here's the question that we ask as a church and that I encourage you to ask as individuals. Here it is. And as a family. One, who will I commit to relationally? So it's a relationship question. Who will I commit to relationally? It's that word commit that matters. Because when I look at that word, it's like, who will I come in covenant with? See, I believe in that God moves his kingdom forward through relationships. He, he moves his kingdom forward through a community of people. He moves his, 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 his kingdom forward through me having God's promise fulfilled in my life and sharing it with someone else so that they can come in a relationship with Jesus and not just leaving them be, but saying, I walk alongside you. And then no matter where you're going through, or what you're going through or where you're going, I'm with you. Like the kingdom of God will advance through through relationships. And so the first question that we will ask is, well, who will I commit myself to relationally? Like who, who, who is that life-giving community partner or life-giving environment to where the seed that God has set aside here can be invested in them and sown into them so that God can see a harvest of someone else experiencing hope? We're just talking about intentional generosity because uh, winter at City Place is a season of intentional generosity so that we can produce hope. See, God went, through, went to great lengths to be relational with us. See, you and I's first relationship, and if you're watching for the very first time, our first relationship is going to be, or it should be, with the Father. I read the verse earlier, which says that while we were yet sinners, God intentionally sent Jesus to die for us. Jesus was God's intentional seed. He could have kept him for himself in heaven. Like Jesus was his son. Like it was his son, like my son, my house. But God said, you know what, Jesus, I'm actually going to put you in the intentional seed. You're in my house. You're my son, but you're the intentional seed because There's a harvest that I have designed that will enrich the kingdom. See, that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. And there's this relationship that God says, they are worth the seed. 
They are worth my intentional generosity. The harvest of people coming into relationship with me and a relationship with my son Jesus is worth the seed. Are you with me? You tracking? See, God is an intentionally generous God. He is intentionally generous. So the first question is a relational question. See, there's a promise of God that says those who are planted in the house of God will flourish in the courts of our God. Our first relationship has to be with the father. So I'm going to say, okay, God, show me my connection. The second question we'll ask is an eternal question. It's, 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 it's a difference question. It's a difference question. And here's the question. Will it make an eternal difference? So the seed that I sow, the place where my generosity is, is directed, the place where my generosity is focused, will it make an eternal difference? So the first question I ask is, okay, it's relational. Who can I commit myself to relationally, what project, what organization, my church, my, this person, whatever it may be. The second question is, is, will the seed God that you have set aside for me to sow, to produce a harvest that you see that's intentional, will it make an eternal difference? See, this is where it's different than just <coughs> giving. It's different than just me just giving to charity because not all charity is the same. There's, there's, there's nothing to giving, given to our local organizations. That, that's not wrong. There, there's, there's, there's nothing wrong with that. But we still have to ask the question of, okay, God, will this generosity that you've given me to give, will it make an eternal difference? Here's the reason why we ask that question is because everyone needs a faith in Jesus worth reproducing. Everyone needs Jesus. So in some form or fashion, the seeds that I sow, I'm constantly asking God, God, who, where, and when? See, this is a season of intentional generosity. This is a season of hope, but there's some people that are going through this season. They've, they've experienced loss. Uh, November may not be an exciting month because it leads towards Christmas and Christmas sometimes for others can be the most depressing time of the year. What if City Place, what if you were intentionally generous with the seed that God has designed for us to be able to give away with the resource in our life? What if we produced an eternal difference through a relationship that we can commit to that God has his name on. Everyone needs a faith in Jesus worth producing. Everyone needs a standard worth achieving. Everyone has a God-ordained purpose and destiny that has, has to be discovered. This is the reason why we host our Next Step sessions. It's because the main focus is to get who God created you to be to come to the surface so that you can make an eternal impact. We all have a standard 
worth achieving, that God wants to download purpose and plans for your life and my life. Those in our community have the same call, the same purpose to have a relationship with God, and they may just be waiting for us to be intentionally generous so that they can experience hope. Are you with me? Everyone needs a community worth having. Everyone deserves a life-giving community. Everyone deserves to hear the promises of God spoken over their life. Everyone deserves to be encouraged. Everyone deserves to be able to experience freedom. Everyone deserves to be able to experience joy. Everyone deserves to be able to experience healing and restoration and an encouragement to their purpose and their destiny. Everyone deserves a life-giving community. That's the reason why week after week we encourage you to get involved in a city group, which is our small groups, which is a community of people that come together. No one's perfect. We're all just focused on trying to become fully devoted to Jesus and to grow in relationship with each other. Everyone needs a community. See, the reason why we ask the eternal question about making an eternal difference is because 1 Corinthians chapter 3 says this, if a man builds on this foundation using silver, gold, and costly stones, wood, hay, or straw, his work will be shown for what it is. But the day will bring the light when Jesus comes back and we're standing before the Father. It will be revealed with fire and the fire will test the quality of each man's work. If he has built, if what he has built survives, he will receive his reward. See, the reason why we have to ask God, God, what eternal difference will this make is because we want to make sure that as we steward God's intentional seed that he places in our life, that in which it's focused on our being intentionally generous, we want to say, God, did I use what you gave me well? Was I able to bring hope to someone else? Was the little toy box that I filled during Operation Christmas Child that went to Yugoslavia. God, did it make an eternal difference in the one that opened it up and read the Christmas story about Jesus? And they said, yes, God, I want to make sure that it makes an eternal difference. And so in thinking about how can we be generous as a church and being intentional with the seeds that God has set for City Place Church and what God wants to do in City Place Church and the, the, the intentional generosity, doing more than what's expected, expected or necessary. I thought about four things that as a church, I wanted to just introduce to us for the next few months. One's gonna be new. A few of the other things are gonna be things that you may have heard before in the past. In this, on December the 12th, we're going to do something that we, we're doing for the very first time. Over the last few months, the Lord's really been just impressing my heart about Damon. Like, see the vision of the church that we see and the impact that we can make. You know, the church we see is a multi-generational, multi-ethnic church filled with the presence of the Lord serving our, our community in a way that leaves a lasting eternal impact. And so on December the 12th, for the very first time in our church, we're going to begin to prepare for what the Lord wants to do. 
we're going to bring the Lord our very first seeds offering. This is where we're saying, God, as a church, we are ready. We are ready to respond at the occasion by which you say, be extremely generous. So there's three things that we're going to do. There's a, there's a nonprofit that we've been pro- partnering with over the last few, uh, over, over this last year um, that we want to bless big. We want to fill their pantry and we want to sponsor one of the young ladies going through their program for one whole year. The other thing that we want to do through our, our, our seeds offering is we love our online expression, but we haven't yet been able to bring to you our online experience in the way that's in our heart. And so we want to invest in our online experience. And then the other thing that we want to see God do through our seeds offering, that generous side, is that we want to be able to be prepared for the day that God shows us our building and where it is. And so we want to be like, okay, God, when it's time for us to to plant that pillar in the community and it's open seven days a week and there's programs going in and we're making eternal impact in the lives of people, we want to be ready. Here's the cool thing. As a church, through your generosity already, you're bringing your tithe and your offering. As a church, we have already set aside a seeds offering $70,000 for our future facility. Come on, can we give Jesus a praise? Come on for that. And so what we're believing for, we're saying, God, position us for the impact that we want to make both locally, outside of our church, inside of our church, but also in the future aspect of who our church will become. The second thing that we're going to do is we're going to be, uh, our team will put up the graphic, but we're going to be uh, doing something called random acts of kindness. This is where you get to be the hands and feet of Jesus. Those cards that you see on the screen, we want you to pick some of those up. You can come in person. We'll find a way to get it to you digitally. But we want you to be intentionally generous as you go throughout your week, out of your day. So if you're at Starbucks, take out a card, pay for the person behind you, hand it to the cashier and just say, hey, Will you give this to the person behind me? This is just a little something to show them that God loves them. And so whether you're going out to eat, whatever the Lord tells you to do, that's what you do to show that we can be intentionally generous. Now, remember, I mentioned that we would be giving hope as well. For Thanksgiving, our church is going to be giving away uh, turkeys and meals for Thanksgiving. Our goal is 100 families for Thanksgiving. And then during Operation Christmas Child, you can grab a box and be uh, impactful as well by filling up some, some goods for kids to send literally across the world. So that's, that's three areas by which we want to be intentionally generous. And then we also want to be evangelistic. So we're going to be kicking off in the next couple of weeks a series called At the Movies. And At the Movies is where we take motion pictures and we break them down and pull out spiritual truths and During this time, we want you to invite your family and your friends because we are believing, watch now, because everything that we do, we want to have an eternal difference. We want to make an eternal difference. We're believing that we'll see 25 people come to know Jesus. That's right, I'm just going to say it. 25 people to come to know Jesus during our At The Movie series. And so those are just four areas. We are our first seeds offering, random acts of kindness by which we can be making impact. We're going to be giving hope by blessing families for Thanksgiving and during Christmas. And then we're going to invite people 
to be a part of At The Movies. So here's what I'm coming to discover. And this is what we want, we're expecting God, is we want our intentional generosity to be a doorway to hope. That's what we believe in God. See, Paul says this. He says, now listen. He says in verse, in, in chapter nine, he says, God enriches your giving. He enriches the harvest of your life. And then he says this at the end. He says, verse 11, you will be enriched in every way so that you can be generous on every occasion. And through your generosity, this will result in thanksgiving to God. Like God is glorified and it opens up hope. He goes on to say at the end of the chapter, he says, now I just want you to know that the impact that your giving makes results in lives being changed in others for Jesus. And this leads me to my final question. It's the God question. The God question is this, is God speaking to me? Is God speaking to me? This is the thing that I love about God is Paul says, listen, don't give out of necessity or give grudgingly. Do what is declared and is intentional in your heart. And then so generously so that you can reap generously. Use the seed that God sits on yours for, for seed to sow. He's given you bread to eat. But in all things, do what's purposed in your heart. So that means that you and I, in this season of intentional generosity, in the environment that you're in, as you're showing random acts of kindness, the God question is, is God, what are you saying to me? And the amazing thing is that God wants to speak to all of us. See, God wants to speak to you and I right where we are. The Bible says in Matthew chapter 9, verse 35 and 36, the Bible says that Jesus went around doing all forms of miracles, but he realized that he couldn't get to everybody. And the Bible says that his heart was moved with compassion because he knew he couldn't get to everyone. And so his response was to look at his disciples and he said, now listen, I want to tell you something. He says, freely you have received what I'm supposed to give you. And then he says, freely give in Matthew chapter 10. So in one hand, the father's heart is moved. And then he immediately says, now I've got something to say to you. Freely you have received your bread. And then he says, freely give. I've given you seed to sow. And he says, go into the town, heal the lame, raise the dead, cleanse the lepers. So that there's an eternal difference made. God is intentionally generous. But that last question is, God speak to me so I know how to respond. This morning as we conclude, I want to just pray for you. I want to pray for you. And I want to pray for this season of intentional generosity that we're going in. You know, as a pastor, I get excited about what God wants to say, but I also realize that some of the challenges that God has me declare 
uh, can make us a little uncomfortable. So I'm challenging us as a church to, to lean in over these next two months, lean in to our opportunity to sow financially, financially into the kingdom work of City Place. Be intentional, be excited, lean in to what God would have you do where you are, lean in to at the movies, lean in to the presence of the Lord and just say, Lord, who can I connect with? The eternal difference that it'll make. And Father, what would you have me say? So this morning, actually, I'd like to put into practice some of those questions. I'd like to ask you this morning if you're committed to the Father. I'd like to ask you if you've connected with him in a relationship that if he can make an eternal difference in your life. And this morning, I'd like to ask you if Jesus is talking to you and asking you to walk in relationship with him today. I'm going to say a prayer, and it's a simple prayer. It literally just says, Jesus, I acknowledge that you died for me and that you rose again for me. And I want to accept you freely as my Lord and Savior. Remember that verse I read to you earlier, which says, we're, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Jesus was a part of the Father's intentional seed for your life and for mine. And so right where you are, I want to invite you into a committed relationship with the Father. I promise you that it will make an eternal difference in your life. And maybe for the very first time in your life, you might hear and you will hear the Father speaking to you, telling you how much he loves you. Are you ready? Come on, let's pray. Say this after me. Say, Dear Jesus, today I commit my life to you. I acknowledge that you died for me and you rose again so that I might have eternal life. Father God, speak to me like never before. I acknowledge that I'm yours and you are mine. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, City Place, right where you are, can you make some noise for Jesus? Come on, right where you are, can you make some noise for Jesus? Shout out to every single person that said yes to Jesus today. Uh, I want to give you a next step. I want to give you a next step in your journey. Remember, I told you a little bit earlier about that virtual connect card. I want to encourage you to complete that virtual connect card at cityplacechurch.com backslash card, or you can send a text message Text the word City Place to 94000. Our team would love to come alongside you. We've got some things that we want to send you via email. Uh, just some simple next steps on how to grow your relationship with God. And we would love to be an encouragement to you and your family. But I can honestly tell you that the decision you made today is the very best decision of your life because it affects you in an eternal way. And so I say well done to you this morning. Well, well done. Well, hey, right now we're going to worship the Lord with our tithe and offering. We're going to bring him that tithe and offering. Some exciting things are happening. Don't forget, we've got your stories to tell. We've got at the movies coming up and ways to be generous in our community. We'll talk more about all of those things that, that I've focused us on as a church uh, over the next few weeks. But it is going to be a fun time during these next few months and life-giving time as we give hope in an intentional way. So let me pray for you. 
as you give today. Father, we love you today. We thank you for the opportunity to bring uh, the tithe and the offering into your house. Father, I pray that uh, it makes an eternal impact in our community. Father, I thank you for those that said yes to you today. I pray that the hope that is Jesus is just so lit on the inside of them that others will be impacted through their enthusiasm. Bless our week. We acknowledge that everything that we do here at City Place Church is for your glory. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. All right, City Place, have a great week. Can't wait to see you again right back here at City Place. Thanks so much for tuning in. We hope that you've been encouraged by today's episode and we have one final challenge for you. Take something that you've learned today or something that stuck out to you and share it with a friend or a loved one. Spread a little of what I like to call that wisdom wealth with someone else. Wherever you are, I hope that you have an incredible rest of your day.